drop that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal. Straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rose. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs are the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash DJ Killer Kev. We rockin', we rollin', we live. You can't make this up, podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Episode 165. We are minus a bizzle. Yeah. He's down in Tennessee. DJ in a wedding. I saw him in Surrealville. Yeah. Hopefully uh, he's still alive because they out in the mountains yeah, and the was, woods and everything like that. He so. was on top of the trees. Okay, yeah. He the trees been. was below him in the picture. So yeah, he, he might have been running from the killer in the woods, man. That's what he said. He said <laughs> he had a little post or something to say, like, you know, this might be my last high high and by, you know, not not feeling too safe out here. So. Hope you're all right, A Dizzle. We're thinking yeah. about you. Enjoy your time away. Yeah, we need some more videos for the pot. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, we're on a little dry run right now. I've been I've been uh, super slacking on the outfits because I just felt like when I, when, I, when I saw him in Surveilleville, I'm like, there's no way he's going to be here. Oh, yeah, anymore. I'm chilling. This is chill attire. How was your week, brother? Man, another hectic week for your boy. Nothing major. No, everything work-related as usual. You know, things, uh, operation, things go right, things high go school wrong. football. I'm sure that's busy for you. I'm, you know, I'm a semi-driver during the week, so I be, uh, I be tuned in to Hot 102, hearing all the Kev jokes and uh, he be stealing material from the pie, using it for Monday morning. Big I, facts. I be hearing it. <laughs> Big facts. Big facts. <laughs> Recycle this good material, dog. <laughs> I ain't no comedian in real life. I got to reuse these jokes. <laughs> Work smarter, not harder, my brother. Absolutely. You know, hectic with high school football. I will say this, man. <laughs> I probably shouldn't even say this, but what's the chance of them actually listening to this podcast? Right. Some of the people out there at these high school football games, I mean, I get it. You know, you want to keep these events safe and everything like this. But some of these people take it way too serious. Man, everybody's kid is the next YouTube star, man. That and so in a recent one, we were out there at a local high school Mm -hmm. and uh, one of our uh, teammates on the team at the station called me like, yo, they saying we ain't got clearance to come out there. And uh, they not going to let us in. I was like, excuse me? <laughs> so I went through the emails, uh-huh. found the email with the commissioner uh-huh. of the conference uh-huh. saying we had the green light. And he will reach out to the schools individually week to week. Right. Screenshotted her, sent it to her. I was like, show him, then call me. Yeah. Showed him, called me. Apologize. <laughs> gotta have them receipts, as they say, bro. Hey, hey, you gotta, hey, don't, don't, uh, un, A, B had a receipt, but we'll see how this turns out. But it's nice to have, <laughs> it's, it's nice to, <laughs> it's nice to have those receipts because, because when you, like, for, that comes with, like, petty Kev, I think, because, like, <laughs> I got texts from, like, like, for example, this wedding had an African theme that I just did this past weekend. Wakanda right? forever. Yes. So I'm thinking it's Africans going to ah. be at this wedding. And I'm like, I just did an Africans wedding. Okay. So so you got I, a whole crate full of music. I did, but I was cleaning the crates and deleted it because I'm like, when am I going to need all this African music again? Mm. I needed it. Ah. So I was like, damn, I shouldn't have did that that soon. I should have probably did that next year. I'll keep this year stuff and 
don't be in a, a rush to clean up so so soon. But I had the text from when she sent me the list of the African music. Okay. So being petty kid, I scroll back to that data <laughs> that way. I had to find it in here and go, you know, all that. But I had the receipt. You know hey, what I'm saying? So receipts come in handy. Yes, sir. Bro, we were just talking before we started the podcast about how you get referrals for your weddings, man. Yeah. Go through that process for me. Man, it comes from all angles. And and, and uh, this particular wedding, um, I did a wedding for the best man of this wedding of this weekend. I did their wedding probably three or four years ago. Um, but I, I recognized him when I saw him. Like, oh, I did his wedding. But I didn't remember what his wife looked like. So apparently she was doing the same thing. Like, I think that's our DJ from our wedding. So she reached out to the person that that knew me and was like, is Kev still a DJ? And she's like, yeah, like I think this is him. She just snuck a picture. She told me this whole story at the end of the night. <laughs> but uh, she figured out it was me. And the reason why she was going so hard to find out is because um, she is one to renew her vows and wants to use everybody that was a part of the nice. original ceremony. And she was like, look at God. I done found you. Give me a card again. Da-da-da-da. So, nope. The referral for the wedding that I had this past weekend came from that wedding, and then now they're booking me again. So it's the circle of life. Circle of life, <laughs> man. How many weddings have you think you've done? Over the years? Yeah, over your career. Because from my perspective, it seems like you do a wedding at least, you do a wedding probably at least once a month, at least. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I usually have, during wedding season, one a month, and then I'll have a couple where it's two or three. I'll have a, a busy month. So I'll say I've been averaging over the last six years, I've been averaging close to 15 weddings a year. So that's right there is, what, 90? And then <laughs> before that, before I was really counting, I didn't like weddings because the reason why I didn't like weddings is because I wasn't prepared musically for clean music because I was in the club just downloading I was being lazy in the download process, like, ah, just give me the dirty, 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 dirty. I don't need the clean. Well, you need weddings, you need some clean music. So I didn't like them because I wasn't prepared for them. So I probably still had 30 weddings during that span. So I've probably done 120 weddings, I'm going to say. Over 100 weddings. We'll just keep it, you know. I, I ain't gonna gloat. Just over a <laughs> hundred weddings. You stay booked, bro. Yeah. But the process of doing a wedding isn't as easy as a lot of people may think it is. Man, you see, in in doing a hundred weddings, you see, like the people that have you know prepared ex- great. You know, people that have haven't prepared so great. You know, there's been times where I've done weddings where everything's flowing so well, and I'm really gonna have that two hour slotted time to party. Mm-hmm. I've done weddings where, you know, it's over with at eight o'clock and we doing the first dance at seven ten. Woo. You know, so it's about to be the quick turn up. Yeah, easy money. <laughs> just, just just play the hits and the line dances is over. So um man. Yeah. <laughs> Stay booked, bro. Yeah, Even like, you know, some people want to book you for the actual wedding reception. Mm-hmm. Or they think they're booking you for the wedding, the whole process but you know there's the actual ceremony right reception like it isn't always just one thing i've noticed too over this probably last year or two during the like what i call interview process because what i like to do when people reach out um to show me they're serious they put down a security deposit so that way you know i.e an example i was supposed to have a wedding on the 28th of september that wedding um they changed the venue kind of like 
towards towards last minute, but not quite. Um, and that moved their wedding from September to November. Mm-hmm. And uh, they either either went with another DJ or had the venue came with a DJ is kind of how it was interpreted to me. But I had lost that that date, but I had that deposit. Non-refundable but, exactly. deposit. But if I wouldn't have had that, had that deposit, Trout was class of 99, reached out to me to do their riverboat party on the 28th. Okay. So I would have lost the wedding and lost the opportunity to do a, a reunion and got nothing. So that $100... Makes me at least feel better in the sense of like, well, he he paid his deposit. We had a date. They changed it. I lost the gig. That's fine. But I made a hundred dollars for nothing. Yeah, man. So, yeah, man. So stay so, booked. So yeah, you gotta you gotta come up with ways to, to uh, business your business. So. Yeah, man. As for me this week, man, I got out on the bike again. Yeah. I am now officially 20 rides away from my 100 mark. Uh-oh. And uh, trying to do this by the end of October? Uh, by the end of October. I'm... I'm Are you you coasting? Mm, I don't know, because I was supposed to ride yesterday morning, and it was raining. It rained for like eight minutes, by the yeah, way. Yeah, but dude, these, <laughs> see, that's exactly what the wife said. <laughs> and I explained to her, like, yo... Is blacktop out there. Right. So if you ever been on blacktop with rain, you know it's slick. I'm not busting my <laughs> ass just trying to get a hundred rides in. I was like, nah. And uh my back is on flame, bro. My back, my lower back is on flame. So now we are both in the process of uh buying a new mattress and all that shit. Uh-oh. And you know, I saw a commercial mattress firm, their semi-annual sales, like, oh, shit, what's up? And they was like, yeah, uh, starting at uh, $2,000, you can start getting, I was like, $2,000 for a mattress? God damn. Yo, we, I love when my mom used to pay for this type of shit. One year, probably about, I'm going to say like 2010 or 11, we got back a tax return like nothing we've ever seen, right? It was, it was just a bunch. And we was like that. We was like, man, we ain't never. I've never owned anything but damn near Value City mattresses. You know, Kings furniture. Yeah. Come to Kings. Like throughout my childhood, just period. Never invested into good sleeping. So we went and uh, my dude Rob. Shout out to Rob Club Cream. Y'all know Rob at Morris Furniture. <laughs> he um, went over to holler at him. Ended up buying a uh, a bed, uh, the frame and bed set from there. But he talked me into going to Elder Berryman and getting the Simmons Beauty Rest. I spent like $1,600 on a mattress. Bro, I'm still rocking with that mattress. It's time for a new one now. It's starting to wear. It's starting to get a little little hilly. <laughs> <laughs> little little dips in it a few places. But, for man, for, for seven years, the best sleeps of my life. I mean, I would like, I wouldn't, I would have, like, you know how most black people shower before they get in the bed. Like, yeah. it, was, it was a rule. Like, we got... You got to be clean to feel this good in this bed. Like this bed feels amazing. So yeah, we invested into a really nice bed, man, and it was a it was a good investment. So. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm trying to get a mattress as hard as a brick. <laughs> like, like we have a like a I forget what type of mattress it is, but it's like a soft and it's supposed to mold to your body or whatever. Yeah. I think it's molded too much. I'm about to say my <laughs> my uncle had one of those memory foam beds or whatever they're called, and like it it memory foamed itself into a permanent. You know, memory. Yeah. And and now, like, if you ain't in that right spot, 
It don't you don't feel as good. I think that's what happened to me the other night, man. I'm I'm, I'm all jacked up. Yeah, man. I don't like that shit. You sign you sign a real forty right now. Yeah, I man. I don't like that Numbers shit. Numbers on the board, bro. Numbers like, on the board, man. I don't man. like that shit. Shit, I told wife, I was like, yo, we gotta go start going back to yoga, dude. Like, I gotta get my shit right. Like, I feel horrible. I've been like, telling. I had the wife walk on my back last night just because it felt like it needed popped, and I'm like, I ain't been in a sauna, and the sauna has been my thing through the military, through any type of sport. Like working out, the sauna was needed to just feel better for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, and I ain't been in the sauna in two months. About to go get some icy hot when we done with this hey, pod. We, we sounding real old right now. Let's uh. Yeah, 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 <laughs> man. So, AB, Uh-oh. Antonio Brown, back in the news. This is like what four weeks in a row. <laughs> All right, quick interruption on you can't make this up podcast. Full disclosure, I'm at the station. Kev, where you at? I'm at work, man, Monday morning. You know, we used to do this Sunday, but we have breaking news. And, of course, it always it always conflicts with our scheduled time for the pod, so we got to get to it. Right. Maybe we shouldn't be recording so early, man. Right. We early birds, and we've been screwing ourselves the last few weeks on the uh, content. <laughs> right, right. So we had this whole discussion about A.B. Is he going to play again? What's going on with him? But he drops this tweet. Yesterday, as we're taping the pod, so we're not even looking at our phones, we're having a good discussion, everything like that, will not be playing in the NFL anymore. These owners can cancel deals, do whatever they want, anytime. We see if the NFL PA hold them accountable. Sad. They can void guarantees anytime, going on 40 mil, two months. We'll see if they pay up. And that was a tweet yesterday. Yeah, that was a tweet yesterday at 9.29 a.m. So we are right literally in the middle of the podcast as he's <laughs> as he's tweeting away. Right, right. And uh, he said he's done, man. I, I, don't, I don't think he's done. But he said he's done. He said he's done with the NFL. What do you think? Man, look, man. I, he can say he's done all he wants, but it's the inverse. They're done with him. He can, it's it's the other way around. Like he's not walking away from anything. He's been shunned away because of his own doing. It ain't like oh I ain't playing no more. Like well we don't want you to play anymore because you're nothing but a headache. And then they said I saw this morning. They said it's still three teams interested in in you know maybe an opportunity. So I was talking to my brother and my cousin about this. Uh, me and my brother are on the same page. Uh, like we basically ran down a list of teams. I was like. Cowboys don't need them. They off to a good start. They got a good thing going. They're already about to have to pay Dak. They're already going to have to pay, uh, um, what's the dude's name? The receiver. He on my fantasy league. He balling for me, by the uh, way. Cooper. Coop. They got to pay Coop. They just pay Zeke. They got a good thing going. Yeah. Uh, KC. They got a good thing going. You know what I'm saying? You don't want nothing to rock the boat. You know what I mean? So right. the only team that I can think of is the Seahawks that possibly – We'll roll the dice because of Pete Carroll. You know, they got a good culture out there. That's the yeah. only team I think that would touch him, but I don't think anybody's going to touch him until this whole legal mess is resolved. And that and that kind of clicks back to what we talked about yesterday with, you know, he, time is not on his side. No, he he's 31. He don't, he don't, that and the season, you know, he don't have he don't have five weeks to let this unwind and be in week nine or week eight. And, you know, now we – now we're halfway through the season, and, and do we need you? You know, or, or do we want to make that investment? Are we chasing the playoffs? Are we chasing something, the division? So his his, his picking is going to be going to be slim to none already. So. Right, because I don't see a team like you know the Dolphins. They're trying to tank. 
So they don't want nobody scoring points. <laughs> they don't want nobody getting in the end zone. You know what I'm saying? The team that's like just middle of the road, like with the Titans, they like uh, you'll just cause more harm than good. So I only see a contender going after them, going after him that could get them over the top. And those teams are looking good so far. Yeah. Antonio Tavares Brown Sr., you done fucked up. <laughs> big time, big time, <laughs> man. So is is he going to play again? What's up? Man, I, my heart wants to say yes, but business in me says no. I don't think so. I, I, I think it's, it's too it, – like you say, it's only going to be a few teams that's in the chase that need a receiver or want to make that investment or, make, or take that risk. And with him being 31 – um, you know, dealing with, you know, being somewhat of a head case over the last, you know, 12, we'll just say year. You yeah. And ending with the Steelers, starting with Oakland, starting with New England, just been a different person. So he's uh, shot himself in the foot on this one, I think. Yeah, man. I'm a firm believer in the do you. And do you meaning express yourself? You know, people made fun of him for the blonde mustache, how he rocks his hair, what type of clothes he wears. I'm all for that, man. I'm all about self-expression. Do you, if that's what makes you feel whole, if you want to express yourself with with the way you dress, how you talk, and all that type of stuff, I'm go for it. But but you have to understand when you do express yourself on these social media platforms. And there are going to be repercussions to that. So yeah. express yourself. Do you. I am a do you mentality type of person. But understand there are going to be issues that comes with that. You're not just going to skate free all the time. Just people are just going to be cool with you doing you. They're going to have some backlash to you doing you. So I don't think he ever plays again. I think the next time we hear from A.B. is going to be when he gets his gold jacket because he just needs to go sit down. Either that or he's going to be coaching some high school team in Miami. Yeah, man. I know a lot of people like, man, where's his PR firm? Where's his agent? Well, I'm 1,000% sure his agent, Drew Rosenhaus, is telling him, yo, chill out, bro. Because you know what? Rosenhaus doesn't get paid unless AB gets paid. Yeah, yeah. Rosenhaus out here like Proctor. <laughs> trying, to, trying to get everything in order, man. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's just fucked up, man. <laughs> you know, it's not stuff. <laughs> well, since you done brought it up, spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> so you normally watch Power when? Um, I watched it uh, about five thirty. Sunday morning. I woke up and uh, went ahead and watched it in case you did. Okay. So you normally watch it that then. I normally watch it probably uh, I start watching it at halftime of the 1 o'clock games. And so I end up finishing it right before the 4 o'clock games normally kick off. So mm -hmm. I didn't get I actually got out and rolled my bike again. So I'm down to 19 more rides until I hit okay. that 100. Update, update, update. Okay. So I end up we end up watching it at 4 o'clock so I was blown away how great the episode was. And the first thing that came to my mind is they must have been listening to the podcast. They must have listened to me talking trash about how great Snowfall is and everything right. like that because <laughs> Power came with a smoker episode. They did. It was a fire episode from start to finish. A lot of a lot of uh, information, a lot of uh, impactful scenes. It was, uh, you know, Keisha out here trying to shop a little bit, spend money. <laughs> No, we got we got a lot of shit happening in uh, Proctor, man. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah, 
So now Tommy and Ghost got to work together, it looks like. Yeah, man. One last hurrah. Yeah, I will say this, man. The kid that plays Tyreek, mm-hmm. he's a hell of an actor, man, because I hate his guts. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I see him, I want to punch him. <laughs> he has turned, uh, he has made his acting, you know, a global emotional effect on people. Like, that shows you how good of an actor he is, because I'm towards the end of last season, everybody was done with him, wanted, wanted to kill him on sight. <laughs> Don't let me see Tariq and Kroger's his own, you know, like all that. And now we got him, you know, he's telling ghosts to his face, like, nigga, I'm you. <laughs> Just pull up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. So, oh, man. Crazy, so what man. What's, what you think going to happen? Man, I think I think uh, Tommy or Ghost, one of them is going to be gone on, you know, one of the final episodes. And then I think it's going to be uh, Ghost is going to Ghost is going to be done. So they're going to kill Tommy and Ghost, man. That's how they're going to end the show. Oh, a two for one special. Yeah, they, yeah, they both they, they both got too much going on. They uh, are the show. They are the face of the show. Now they're going to have to do some pulling up on these drug lords and uh, somebody, some, something going to happen. Something's going to happen. I'm, Man, I'm sticking firm to what I said. I'm gone. I'm sticking firm to what I said. Ghost is going to have to kill Tariq. I'm staying with it. Yeah. I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with Father Kills Son. I'm sticking well, with it. That's, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of uh, you know, in, in the in the play of uh, what could happen because you know Tyreek is in some shit right now with the with the other you know connects deep so deep they they want his head Tommy ain't too happy with him Ghost ain't too happy with him so the yeah. viewers want his head yeah <laughs> yeah don't nobody that. like Tyreek besides the uh, the white boys he was selling pills to at school exactly <laughs> even he, he, even his girls playing him right now oh man oh, oh it's all bad. Cold world, knocked over the chest piece. Let, let you know it was me. Yeah, yeah, you ain't gonna mess <laughs> this up with me. We now return to your regular programming. Takashi six nine man. Treyway? Question mark? He he telling telling. Big like, facts. Like ooh ooh ooh, raise your hand. Like like I want a telltale. Okay, so I want to break the little bit that I do know down for this whole situation. He is not on trial. Okay, I think that's something. Everybody needs to understand. He's not on trial. He's already been convicted. He's already been sentenced mm-hmm. to what? 65 years to life for racketeering, which includes uh, drug running, gun running, uh, murder charges, all types of crazy shit. Stuff that gangs do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's not on trial. His shit is done. The other people are on trial, and he is a witness to yeah. the government, not the state, the government. He's looking for some company. Yeah, no, he he looking to get off off. He trying to he trying to less than that sixty five to twelve. Well, the <laughs> the rumor is for his cooperation, they're gonna let him out allegedly with time served. Mm. We'll see about that. So that's why Jim Jones is an old uh, old rapper, former rapper, a retired rapper. Yeah. And that shit is hilarious that he said that. Uh, <laughs> no offense, Jim. It's all all respect on this side, Playboy. Peace, we, peace, we peace. We don't want no trouble that you can't make this up podcast. Big facts. It's all peace. It's all love. Hey, man, we fly high, too. <laughs> yes. And your last album was pretty fire, too, by the way. Agreed. And, but, you know, you look at, and shots out to Vlad TV because they got a lot of good audio from man. that. And it, it's, it's just us. It's crazy to listen to 
And it's uh, you listening to a person who admitted to saying he agreed to cooperate the day after they got raided. Yeah, and it's it's on audio. Like when did when did you start? You know, working with the police. Oh, oh yeah, the next day, November nineteenth. <laughs> it was yeah, the, pretty much the next day. As soon as I woke up, <laughs> and I was still in this box. Like shit, what I got to do? Yeah, man. So. I know a lot of people are talking about, oh, man, what would you do in that situation? They banned this girl. It's death threats. They talking about they killing him or whatever, whatever. Let's make this abundantly clear to everybody out there listening. Most people snitch. Yes. This is not breaking news. It's not breaking news that he's snitching or telling however you want to call it. Most people in that situation end up telling on somebody else. Right. Right. When you talking about life in the box, people going to sing like a songbird, dog. Yeah. That's just a just a fact. They the feds have the feds are Steph Curry from the free throw line. They're <laughs> right. 90 plus percent of yeah. locking people up, dude. They're not coming with no case unless it is squared away. The only case that I can think of, especially in hip hop, that the feds were involved with that they walked was the Murder Inc trial. With Irv Gotti and his brother. Yeah, yeah. Those yeah. are the only people like that I can think of in hip hop that had a fed case and that got off. Yeah. There's my question is though, like, so you I get it in the uh, thought process. I've never been in the box, but I get the in the in my imagination the thought process of not wanting to be here for 65 years. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get how you live this life outside the box where you like, you know, gang gang this and trade away this and put a six nine on your forehead and whatever else you know you got going on. But then when it's time when it's time to rep that and be about that lifestyle, like you say, most people when it's just you going to bed at night, mm-hmm. it's just you waking up in the morning, mm-hmm. shitting next to the person brushing their teeth, mm-hmm. you like, nah. I need to get you no. Know, this ain't this ain't the life for me. So it, it turns into like, fuck everybody else. I'm I'm snitching. My thing. My question though is, what witness protection they gonna have for somebody with a six nine on their forehead? Man, we don't know. <laughs> so that's like it's a lose lose. Like, are you trying to take down the take down hip hop on your way out? Like, like what's your like what's your thought process? Because you bringing up Cardi B, you bringing up Jim Jones, you bringing up you know people that. You know, the whole uh, Casanova thing is all back in the news. So what happened, I listened to all that shit. Yeah. So what happened was the prosecution asked him about Jim Jones. Mm -hmm. So that's how Jim Jones got into it. Like, uh, so because they had tapes. They got tapes of Jim Jim Jones on tape that they played in court Mm -hmm. talking to one of the uh, co-defendants, talking about, um, Takashi wilding out. This is some power shit. Yeah, huh? yeah, definitely. <laughs> he need to he need to shut up, or y'all need to shut him up. Type of shit. Not directly saying, "Hey, he kill this motherfucker," but like you can put two and two together. Like, yeah. yo, he need to get touched. Language like that. Right. And we all know what language like that means. Right. So Jim Jones is on the tape. Anybody ever heard of Jim Jones' record? Knows that's Jim Jones' voice. <laughs> so Jim Jones is on the tape. So they ask him, "Who is Jim Jones?" Like he's a retired rapper. <laughs> It was uh, Jim Jones, uh, Treyway, Blood, whatever it's called. The Yup. So we all know Jim Jones, Capo. You just yeah. throw it up. I yeah. mean, we know this. These right. are, but he, they're asking these questions, which he was prepped for, obviously. Oh, yeah. 
And he's saying, yeah. Now, the Cardi B thing, I'm unclear on. Like, maybe it's just trying for him to say, like, yeah, all you need to do is have gang affiliation and street cred for your career to blow up. Example, Cardi B, because everybody knows Cardi B says she, back when she was in high school and stuff, she used to run around the bloods or whatever. Like, okay. Yeah. So, like, that's, like, I guess for the clout. Right. For the street cred, uh, they brought up the whole Casanova situation. They brought up the Trippy Red situation, talking about he ordered a hit on Trippy Red in Times Square. What the fuck are you thinking? <laughs> right. Times Square? Times Square. Like, yo, after 9-11, dude, like, all those acts, mm-hmm. the, I don't even remember exactly what those acts are called, but, like, Times Square is one of the safest places in the United States because they have cameras everywhere. Yeah. So they're gonna get you if you do something on Times Square. Right, right. You you've seen during like the documentaries where it's like the overhead footage zooms in on the handoff. Like, I yeah, mean, they got cameras on everything in, in Times Square. Yeah, man. So it's all those things. They just he claimed like, yo, he did all this stuff to become famous and get street cred mm-hmm. and be a rapper, and it just got out of control. That's that what it, that's what he's selling. Of, of course. That's all it got, <laughs> but the thing is, like, to t- to win to win that starts a whole nother war. Mm-hmm. So it's like you in a battle for your freedom. Good luck, but if you become free, now you're gonna battle with free people. Like that's that's feel like you out here full blown telling, <laughs> super telling, super telling. So and it's not only the fact that he's telling is exactly what you said. Even if he does go to witness protection. Dude, you stand out like a sore thumb. Right. You don't have to go through a bunch of uh, cosmetic and makeup and good luck. I mean, like, it's, it's, uh, that seems like a terrible life to me. Like, witness protection don't seem like, yeah, you free, but are you like, you in the room at night? Like, my name's Kevin, damn it. Like, I'm tired of everybody <laughs> calling me Steve all day. Like, you know, like, 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 like are you really living life? Right. Is, is, is what I'm trying to say. Like, like, that, to be somebody else and to have to, you know, every day, every move outside of a wall has to like, require prep. You know? Yeah, this isn't <laughs> the movies. It's a, uh, it's a old movie with Steve Martin called My Blue Heaven that I used to watch religiously. He's a mobster that goes into witness protection and the burbs and everything like that. Yeah. And he's living his best life. He he doing a little bit of crime. He getting him a new girlfriend. He out here living. That's not gonna happen with you, Playboy. Right, right. And you young. You, I don't know, twenty. Think you're like twenty four. You could possibly live seventy years. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> like, man. But I hear some people talking about this generation don't care about being real, and he probably could come back out with music yeah, or whatever. I you saw think something that? like saying how like the streets is full of rats. I think Ti Ti says something that is a fact. Something like that to where you know. You know, the streets is full of people that that would do the same thing you would do. So, of course, he'll be welcome back. But could be welcome back to a community, to a, to a certain group of people, but not to not to the masses. But then again, the the way the world works, like, Takashi 6ix9ine in seven years would be an old, funny, hee-hee-ha-ha artist. I mean, shit, he was a funny, hee-hee artist when he was out. Yeah. Even funnier, hee-hee artist. This week with all the memes, there'll be so many things that happen in seven years in this world to where it's not it's not on the surface anymore. It's gonna be way down in the shits. So you're not gonna be thinking about it. 
it's just gonna it's just gonna be another thing that you live through another uh a reunion story remember back when we was in so and so that the Kashi 69 dude yeah that was that was crazy you know like it ain't gonna it ain't gonna have no value no merit no weight to nothing so like to go through to go through all of this for him mm-hmm. like what what like what kind of person are you like what is your life going to be like win or lose like you you've now done, went into a hole that I think you, you're trying to climb out of and you're not going to ever get out of because you might get into a certain level, but you started a whole other can of worms of problems is how I look at it. So it's, it's Dan, if you do, Dan, if you don't, but I don't know, man, I, yeah. I, I think part of me says like in today's society, he can get out in January and drop an album in March and just shit just, keeps rolling how I did. Part of me says that. Yeah. But another part of me thinks that I'm not wishing death upon nobody, but consequences for stuff like this need to happen. And, and, and to to show kids, hey man, this is not the life for you. You affecting real people in real lives by what you're doing in this courtroom. Yeah. Like real people are having to go through shit. Some of which they, you know, signed up for just like you. Right. So it ain't it ain't like a fault per se. But at the same time, like you you bring a light to a, a world that's supposed to be all of secrets. Yeah. And <laughs> it let it be something that kids can see, like, that think like, okay, I can do that because Takashi did it. Let me try to be down with a gang mm-hmm. and then I'll blow me up Instagram and then I'll be famous. No. Yeah. No. Right. That's not nothing to play with. Right. I grew up in the hood, but I'm not from the I'm from the hood, but I ain't in the hood. Yeah. I was never in the streets. Yeah. My brother would never allow me to be in the streets. My cousins would never allow me to be in the streets. I'm not about that life. Yeah. What's up to the homies that's doing your thing? Hey, whatever, whatever, whatever. Okay, run to the store for me. Cool. Here, buy yourself something. Yes. Right. That is that is something I did. But hanging out on the block doing whatever was going on, <laughs> wrong. Right. Not me. Right. Never was me. Never gonna be me. Right. And it's okay. It is okay to be that person. Yeah, yeah. But some people think that, yeah, this is what cool kids are doing. And now I can use that to be famous mm-hmm. and be a terrible rapper and get money. And try to make a whole generation of people, you know, care less about humans. <laughs> it is crazy, man. And some Oof. people think it's about the government trying to be involved in hip hop. I think it, it has some merit to it mm-hmm. because of money. Yeah. Because you see these guys flashing big money, big money. Yeah. So, okay, you getting 100K a show, they paying you in cash. What are you doing with that money? Right. Where's that money going? I know you're not running over to. Fifth Third Bank to make a hundred yeah. K deposit in cash. <laughs> right. We need taxes on that. That's not tax income. Yeah. I'm just saying, man, like it's a lot of money involved. And whenever the government is involved, they want they cut. Yeah. And and they'll they'll start a war to get it. Oh, it's going down. I mean, shoot, <laughs> this has been going on for the longest. We all familiar with the term hip hop police. Oh yeah. I mean, you look at a Bobby Schmurder who didn't quote unquote snitch. Mm-hmm. He's still in the box. Yeah. You look at little Kim, she did time in the box. And for, when you look snitching. at Bobby Smurder, the amount of time he's done, like, can he come back and, and impact like he was? He he had a hit out. Big hit. 
Takashi can't do that kind of time and come back. Hell no. No, no one really like. There's there's a handful of like you got to be an A class celebrity to come back at a C level. You know, like <laughs> you can't be a B a B or C class artist and come back. It's gonna be done so for you. Big so. facts, man. One of my favorite shows is making a comeback, man. Did you watch The Boondocks? I never watched The Boondocks. My wife, my wife, bruh, bruh. (laughs) So The Wire, yeah. Boondocks, bruh. You got a lot of TV to watch, bruh. Yeah. You can just watch the first two seasons. Season three is trash, but the first two seasons are classic. Yeah. Now, classic. Now I will say this: if I turn past The Boondocks, and it was twelve minutes left before the next show came on. I would watch the Boondock. Like I, I enjoyed the parts and stuff. I don't remember what I was watching, but I knew it was a funny show, and I would sit back and watch whatever I was watching, and it would be cool. But I never like cared to like catch up. But like that was the young me, you know. Young the me. Boondocks is just like the Simpsons. Like they predict the future. You know all those memes yeah. go around. Like they predicted Trump would be president on mm-hmm. on the Simpsons, and everything like that. Boondocks predicted predicted this whole chicken sandwich wave. Really? Yes, they had an episode called The Big Luther <laughs> with bacon, donut, and just stupid, ignorant yeah. shit. So they predicted this chicken sandwich wave that we are in. Like, bruh, go watch season one and season two of The Boondocks. Yeah. You will not be disappointed. It's coming back to uh, HBO streaming service very soon. Aaron Magruder, he's back being a writer for the show. I heard that's why the uh, seasons of what three and four or something yeah, yeah. were not as great because he, he wasn't on them. Yeah, much like how Chappelle's show when gotcha, uh, he gotcha. he left for that last season, it was still all right, but it wasn't, it wasn't what it was. Chappelle, yeah. So that's coming back. I'm super excited about that. Other things that are coming back, man. Lots of remakes, yes. remakes, remakes. Set Hollywood is all about remakes, man. Set it off. Yeah. That's when that's when I fell in love with Jada Pinkett Smith. Like really fell in love with Jada Pinkett Smith. Like yeah. I always knew she was banging <laughs> back even the uh, different world. Uh, what else was she in? Was she she was in uh, Menace? Yeah. Uh, Jason Larry, but it set it off. Ooh. Yeah, she set it off. Big facts. <laughs> Queen Latifah. Uh, Vivica Fox. Yeah, that was a good movie. Yeah, man. So allegedly. Uh, Issa Rae is coming up with the concept of a Set It Off remake. Okay. If people not familiar with Issa Rae, she has a show on MTV, not MTV, HBO, Insecure. Yeah. Very good show. Yeah. They were on hiatus this summer, so hopefully they'll be back next summer. So I'm pumped for that. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, definitely pumped for Set It Off. Definitely pumped for Issa Rae. When she put her name on something, you know, like that's enough for most most of us in our in that community to be like, bet. Yeah, it's going. It should be solid because she's been she's been doing pretty well. Yeah, man. They also talking about a remake of House one Party. Of my classic House Party. House Party, bruh. I knew it. House Party, like yo, that was hola, a one. Roll it, roll it, roll. Can't play. That was one of the movies I cannot watch with the wife. Well, I'm not allowed to watch with the wife because I can quote it line for line. Word for word, yeah. she won't watch it. It won't be enjoyable for her, so I'm not allowed to watch it when she's yeah. around. That had a long run, like in our high school days, and and, and a little bit after of like those TNT and TBS. Like I would just catch it on TV. Yeah, and it would always be funny to watch it edited because <laughs> they're using all these funny, you know, jibber jabber words and just saying stuff. But you you knew what the real what the real shit was. Right. And you watched it. That that and Friday and Coming to America are the movies that I like. Yeah, 
You you put on either one or even coming to America got a remake yeah. coming. But you put on, you know, something like that, man, yeah. I, I would know like Friday for sure, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's bad. It's bad. Uh um House Party's gonna be executive produced by LeBron, so okay. be on the lookout for that. Okay. That's coming. Um they're also been talking about a home alone remake. Yeah. Um and a show everybody watch. Yeah. Say by the bell. <laughs> well, we be the <laughs> <laughs> now they're talking about they're gonna it's gonna be evolved around uh Slater and Jesse being married and uh, Zach being like the governor of California or something like that. Wow. So, I mean, gotta, it's good. It's going to be horrible, no, but I'm going to watch it. No screech, I ain't watching. <laughs> no screech, no Man, watch. Man, he now, he now welcome, dog. They don't, they don't fox with him. They don't. They don't. And screech was such a part of that show. Yeah. That remakes is just like, it's like doing Bad Boys without Martin. Oh, and Princess Bride. Please tell me you saw Princess Bride. Never. Are you serious? Never. You so have three is, beautiful little girls so, at your house. You never seen Princess Bride? L- no. Is that new? Or is it, no. It's old. It's old. Okay, so let me tell you. you you've seen it. I'm going to show you a trailer, but continue. Let me tell you what I told the wife when it comes to most of the stuff that you and her have in common with these <laughs> shows and y'all both react the same. And like <laughs> utter, so you get it at home and on the uh, pod utter just disappointment <laughs> that I ain't seen certain shit, right? And I, this is what I tell her. I was raised by a white woman my entire life. Right. And I was the only child. When I came home, I wasn't, like, forced to watch anything that I did not want to watch. Okay. So I come home. I would get my ducktails in. Woohoo! I would probably get in back then, uh... Some of the other cartoons that used to come on, but 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 probably by four or four thirty, I was really the outside kid. Like I, I didn't start watching even NBA basketball until my like teens. Like I just wasn't, I wasn't the TV kid. And if I was on the TV, I watched the five shows I liked, and then the Sega was on, or the, or the Super Nintendo was on, or the you know, whatever. And then. I didn't like the late, like late night, you know, uh, Nick at Night shows. Oh yeah, she she's running through shows like man. I would watch four seconds of Bewitched, whatever it was called, or <sighs> like I never watched none of that stuff. I just never, I, never. I mm. watched sports. I played video games, and I was outside. Well, this this is a <laughs> add this to the list. You have three beautiful daughters at home. Fire stick up, Princess Bride. They will watch it. Endlessly, man. It got Fred Savage in it, man. Yeah. It, it's a great movie, man. It's a great movie. Let me, let me look it up. You had just seen it, bro. You at least just flipping through the channels. I know a lot of people get bent out of shape, especially you know people our age get bent out of shape about all these remakes. Yeah, I don't really get bent out of shape about them because just because they remake something, that's not gonna in the original. Right. The original's still going to be the original. Right. You can watch the original whenever you want. This remake is for this new generation. True. Let them have it. If it's whack, you ain't never got to watch it again. Right. I think I just find more value in seeing my kids like singing the Fresh Prince anthem like cuz it's on Nick Nick Junior or whatever. Yeah. You know? Or seeing like Say by the Bell episodes like um uh Full House, stuff like that like like I'm literally 37 years old, getting the time of my life, going in my kids' room saying, cut it out. And they, and they, <laughs> and, and they laugh because they, 
they're in that space that I was in watching that show at that time. So, like, they're watching the show that I used to watch. I'm just the adult now. So all the little funnies on these shows and, like, they'll be watching the episode and I'll come in with the one-liner before he says the one-liner <laughs> and they'll be like, how'd you know? I'm like, it's my show, not your show. Yeah, big facts. They, they be trying to claim it as theirs. Like, no. It's my show. Yeah, man. Like, uh, <laughs> I, I know for a fact I've seen every single Cosby episode. Whenever man. we watch reruns, I know from the opening saying, oh, yeah, this is the episode when Theo get the bad shirt. Oh, this is the episode when they go to the uh, dance club. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is the episode <laughs> when uh, Cousin Pam get introduced. See, like, it's, it's, it's just clockwork. I That's probably, like, out of all the shows, that's probably the one I watched the least, and I watched a, a lot of the Cosby show. But I have a friend like that every Cosby show, every Martin episode, oh, yeah. like, just knows them. And I'm like... Maybe the maybe I wasn't as black then. Like I wasn't I, I wasn't like trying to watch all of them, but I liked the show. I just one or two episodes, I'm gone to something else. Oh man, I'll I, be locked in, yeah. locked in, locked in. Yeah, bro, book update, book update. Hey, I brought my I brought my and uh, your book uh, <laughs> to the pod today. Show you it's still alive. Hey, it's still in good hands. I uh, reread a couple chapters this week. I'm proud of myself. I even reread chapter one just to put myself in up better. I'm trying with this book because I find it interesting to retain it and say that I can read. Like, I've read a book to retain it. So, like, I'll read chapter one and chapter two and three, and then, like, I'll wait a couple of days, and I don't remember what chapter two was about as much. Mm-hmm. Or I'll, I'll just remember, you know, very small, you know, paragraphs of a 30-page chapter, you know, so – I'm trying to retain more. So I went back and read a few more chapters. I'm still haven't started chapter six yet. I'm still I reread one. Uh reread a little bit of three. And uh just kinda just kinda digging into it again. Just trying to retain it. So, yeah, 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 man. Me but I I'm, love the book. Yeah, me for my book that I'm in, uh it's it's just shedding a lot of light on things, man. It's yeah. just it get when you read it in the moment, you're motivated to, man, let me put this phone down. Yeah. Let me plug it in over there. Let me be away from it. But then shit like the Antonio Brown situation pop up, and then you see it scrolling across the screen, you immediately go to the phone so you can read the whole story. Like, what the hell happened? That's the thing. Like, See, this is what I did this week different than past. I'm an early morning person. My day, you know, work day starts at 8 o'clock, but I'm usually up at the house by 5 something, usually. Mm -hmm. But I'm usually, you know, on my third round of a sports center or my second round of news before seven o'clock. And it's just repetitive information yeah. that I'm just rehearing that I'm going to be hearing all day long too. So what I did was like, I get up, you know, get my coffee going and then I read in the morning. Oh, cause I'm, I'm more fresher. I'm a, I'm grown a up shit. Yeah, I'm a, <laughs> I'm an early bird. So I've been reading a little bit in the mornings instead of like, I'll get my, but the, but the distraction is, you know, to do alert accident on seventy five. Uh, <laughs> let me make sure my work day. Let me let me. You know, now I'm ten minutes into the phone. Now I gotta you know the ten minutes I spent reading. I don't remember. Yeah. For me personally, so like I have a very hard time retaining book reading. I, I, the wife said, and I thought about this too. Uh, auxiliary record the audio book and play it on your drives all the damn time instead of instead of listening to Hot One or Two all day. I'm like. I'm like, but that's my guy. Yeah. No, got, <laughs> no, the, the new throwback has been great the last few weeks. Big facts. The last few days. Big so, facts. So I've been enjoying it. Something, one of the tools in the book about digital minimalism is deleting apps off your phone. Mm. 
And so I deleted about 40 apps off my phone See? that I don't even use. Like, it was like, all right, just go through the ones you know you don't even use. Yeah. So I deleted them. I was like, well, it don't mean nothing. I deleted the app. I It's not going to be in there. Then the second step was like, turn off notifications. See, that's so. I did that step first. That's what I was getting ready to say. I, you know how YouTube is seeing down a spiral when you just YouTube and you'll be going down like yeah. seven videos later, you're on a whole different topic. <laughs> I end up going down a, a, a road of like hidden iPhone tips and tricks mm -hmm. or something. And it was like ways to save battery. Yeah. And it was showing you steps to like turn off, you know, this app is reading, reading or working or using your battery. Yeah. You know, so I went through and like, Instead of deleting the apps on my phone, I'm like, man, I don't need, I don't use it, I don't use it, I don't use it. But I, in, in actuality, I should have just went over and deleted that. Yeah, uh, I saw that too. Um, like Facebook is always working, obviously. Yeah. Twitter is always working, and that that's really the only one I have my notifications on is Twitter, and it's not for like information; it's for my sneaker releases. <laughs> <laughs> so just in case something drops, I can go ahead and copy. So that's like the one that I'm finding the most difficult turning the notification off because uh, it's like, yo, well, if these Travis Scott sixes drop and I'm not aware, then I'm not going to be able to get them. So I got to keep it on. I, I'm going to give a, a gem to my uh, fantasy uh, DraftKings fan dude folks that might be listening. Mm -hmm. I follow a lot of beat writers, especially like NBA, because mm -hmm. the beat writers will tell you, oh, uh, and Beeb is looking a little limpy today out here at warm-ups. A little stiff in the lower so, back. So, yeah, you get a little info from the beat writer. So my Twitter goes, my alerts on Twitter be crazy. <laughs> the wife be like, how does your phone stay charged, like, when it's just dinging all day? And I'm like, it's dinging all day because I play DraftKings. And, you know, to miss, like you say, uh, uh, shoes and sports kind of go – Especially when it comes to fantasy football, you you miss an alert and try to go grab somebody, and the and the the pool is open for that few days where you can just grab whoever you want. Yeah, you know you miss out. You know you miss out on a gym, so you gotta stay up on your alerts. But then that just puts more time with that phone in your hand. Yes, doing pointless like, you know what are you? The money you're gonna win on any of this shit is not gonna change your life. Right. <laughs> for me, I I have like mindless games like it's two no three. I, I'm still the idiot that plays uh, Temple Run. Yo, I have, <laughs> one of them ads got me, bruh. Uh-oh. Dig it. You don't have to dig it. Uh-uh. Man, it's the dumbest game ever. But I've been playing this shit for like three weeks, and I cannot <laughs> stop, bruh. It literally, I'm going to show you real quick. It literally is a ball. <laughs> And your goal, Voodoo, them niggas from Voodoo hey, got the game on smash. It's a, it's a, it's a ball, and you got to figure uh, out yeah, yeah, how I to have get the ball that. into the into their destination, and there's obstacles in your way, and you you know you crushing rock and moving <laughs> shit to get to get it going. It's, yeah, man, it's the dumbest game ever. And like when I see my wife playing a game, or like she she plays this one game, I promise you, we've been married almost eleven years, but she's been playing this game eight. This game, I look over at her iPad, she's playing the same game. I'm like, why do you play this game so much? And she's like, why do you DJ so much? <laughs> Touche. I'm still playing Snakes versus Blocks. This is the beyond hey, dumbest game. Hey, Snakes, though. Voodoo. Voodoo, dog. <laughs> Voodoo. They got the game on Smash, dog. Snakes vs. Blocks is, is, is a great game. I love this game, man. I can't stop playing, yeah. man. I have that on my phone. <laughs> I, I had to delete the oh I had the Nokia Snake game. Oh, the OG. Yeah, I had to delete that. That was you know I they was, got that. 
Yes, it's out there. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. You Don't can't do make it. this up, podcast. Damn that. DJ Killer Cam. We out. Peace.